driven. Creative. You are listening to the Bee Velocity podcast and this is episode 17. I'm Deborah and unfortunately Ellie can't be with us today because she's on a jolly in York and she's coming back. But I'm so super excited because I've been waiting for this moment for a long time. Our guest today is Robin English. Yes, she is a racing driver, but she's also a production supervisor. There's going to be lots of talking about her two motorsport disciplines plus her current season ahead. Yes, we are going to talk about the season she's just done and maybe, maybe we'll have a special big announcement to come. So, Robin, welcome. I'm excited. We've finally got you on the podcast. And obviously, I've been driving people mad because I'm like, I spent so much time with you this year. And I think it's appropriate for us to share your story and our story because we've got some big things coming up in 2023. (laughs) Thank you very much. It's very exciting. It's taken you a while to get me on, but I'm here. I'm here. marvellous i know yeah so i'm going to jump straight in because obviously people don't know who you are and what you're about and your history into this beautiful sport and industry because obviously we work with different types of products but we'll go into that a bit later because i'm really intrigued about how it all started for you (laughs) so off you go I know this is Ellie's favorite question and I like storytelling so storytelling so how did it start oh my god how far do we go back as far as you want to go okay so um so many many years ago I originally actually wanted to be a windsurfing instructor so I spent quite a lot of time doing summer sports but um only having summer disciplines didn't enable me to do anything in the winter So I got myself a winter job, which was in a little factory somewhere, making components for motorsport, sensors and things like that. And I just found this love of electronics, enjoy building them. And then, yeah, as time goes on, you move from job to job, move on to other things. And um, then I moved to um, work for Stack, motorsport instrumentation over in Bicester. Um, again, just working in their production department, enjoying everything I did. 
and uh, also met my husband Andrew there. <laughs> and you might laugh about this, but his chat up line, we always laugh about this, is that uh, do you want to have a go in my racing car? So of course I said, Oh yeah, all right then. <laughs> so that's how I got introduced to the world of autograss racing. So what what is autograss racing? Because most people would be like, What are you talking about? What what sort of probably would that? Yeah. It is people say it is motorsport's best kept secret because people just don't know about it. People in autograss know it's a huge family orientated grassroots motorsport. So we race on dirt ovals, which are essentially during the week a farmer's field, although the tracks are set up very professionally. They've got armco catch fencing. They all have to be marshaled. You have to have your paramedics there and everything when you run a meeting. But it's it's a family orientated sport. You can, as a family, you can turn up on a Sunday morning and go, oh, I want to go racing. You can take your mini with you, which is the class one sort of entry level car, and your ten year old son or daughter, whoever, can race the car. The mum can race the car and the dad can race the car. They've all got their sort of separate championships. So you, it's, it's about bringing the family together so you can all race together. But there's also, there's like 10 other classes all the way from your 1,000cc minis up to specially built class 10 cars, which are anything goes really. Open wheel, single seater, two bike engines in the back. Might have got one of those in the garage. <laughs> Yeah, you just it's sort of sprint racing, so sprint dirt oval racing. It's very, very quick, full on, absolutely, yeah, adrenaline buzz for six or eight lap heats and finals. And the club people who race in the club are the club members as well, and they help out. So it's a it's a community. Best thing ever. <laughs> it it's definitely one we've not spoke about before, and I think yeah. it's good that um, we're talking about it. Because obviously you've seen autograph and now you've seen a different side to motorsport. Yes, I have. You have. We won't talk about it yet. <laughs> no, no. Let's no. wait. Let's wait. Let's, let's wind it in. Because obviously <laughs> me and you, we get quite excited when we Yeah, yeah. The adrenaline starts. Yeah. But that's, that's just the... The, the whole thing about the motorsport it lights your fire in your soul yeah it does oh does it ever <laughs> <laughs> um and then obviously autogross what what's your role or what was your role in that community well i used to actually run race control so we've got a race control. You have to draw, um, sign on all the drivers for insurance purposes. And in signing all the drivers on, you then know how many people are actually at the meeting. Um, and then so then you can organise um, who's going in which heat, which which race they're going to be in. And then I've also part of race control was um, doing lap scoring. So it's all very it's very manual. We haven't got transponders or anything. So you're there with a team of three, three of you watching the cars go around, observing the race, um, jotting down who's in what position every time they um, cross the start-finish line. And then you're adding up the points to the end so you know who's going to be in the final and stuff. And along with that, it's uh, looking at the points for... You've got uh, club championships, 
your club belongs to a league, which is two clubs together or four clubs together, however it happens, how many it happens to be, and then you have a league championship. Mm. So all sort of accumulates to a end of year championship to see who who's won won the championship over the year. That's within club and league level. You also have national level as well. Mm-hmm. So you have a men's nationals championships, which is a one-off meeting that sort of, if you win the men's nationals, that's the pinnacle. The ladies have their own national championships as well as the juniors. And I'm, I'm also always quite heavily involved in the race control and lap scoring at national level as well, which is great fun because you meet people from all over the country from different clubs. And there's someone that's never done it before. What would be your best advice in getting involved? Oh, gosh. Just have a look at the National Autographs Association website because it will give you all the information about the classes, classes of cars. There's rule books on there. Um, You can find out how to build a car because some cars are home built. Some people build them for a living so you can go out and buy one. But it's it is still fundamentally a budget sport, so you can on a on a budget go out and buy a buy a class one or a class two car and just start racing. But certainly go to the website, find your local club. My local club is actually Evesham, but they're all over the country. Even in Ireland, we've got clubs, and basically you can go along to a club meeting. They normally hold them once once a month, and just have a chat with them, or or come to a meeting, have a look, see what it's all about. You heard it from Robin. Yeah, come and Check have a look. It out. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm very much into because um, obviously I've seen pictures of you in in your car, your blue car. I I've keep thinking, yeah, <laughs> yes, your blue one. <laughs> <laughs> Any particular reason why it's blue? Well, yeah, well, maybe a little bit. Yeah, actually, Andrew's banger racing colours used to be blue and orange, <clears throat> so that's where the blue comes from. And then the car that I actually, well, I've got two cars. The class three that I've got, the saloon, the blue saloon, actually used to belong to my dad because he started racing after I started racing because he just thought, oh, this is interesting. I'll I'll have a go. Again, family sport. And um, then sadly, my dad passed away a few years ago now and the car sort of came into my possession. And since then, yeah. And he, he got it painted blue, blue and yellow. Just seems to be his colours, <laughs> so I've never changed it. Keep it the I same. Don't blame you. Keep, yeah. it, keep it. Keep to it its the same. Original. Yeah. No, that that's really lovely, and you've portrayed it very well in terms of how family orientated it is. Yeah, it is. And um, it's also nice to see in the other disciplines as well. But I'd say more so in the lower level, how that family feels still there, which is yeah. nice because I generally feel that is the heart and soul and the very foundation of motorsport. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And the other thing with autographs, you've got generations of, of mm. families racing and you can watch them all grow up and then suddenly all your friends you, you've been racing with, their kids are now racing and things. So it's all all generations going on and on. Mm. Now, keeping with the autographs there, can you tell us about the first time you entered yourself and your first race and all the emotions and everything that was going on? Oh, I remember this. It was my favourite track, St Neots. 
just up by the Black Cat roundabout. The track's not there anymore, which is a real shame. But I went along with Andrew, you know, do you want to drive my racing car sort of thing? And I thought, oh, my goodness, what am I doing? I'm sat in this, this was a class eight, so it's got a single bike engine in the back. And all I was worried about was blooming stalling it on the line. But it was fine. <laughs> I actually did stall it on the line, but I just went, oh, it's all right, just, just press the button and go. There was only three ladies racing in that class at that time, so I thought, well, that's all right. And all I wanted to do was not get lapped. I don't know how slow I was or anything, but I did it, and I didn't get lapped. And honestly, it was the best thing ever. <laughs> it was brilliant. We were do there. Remember, do you remember where you came? Do you remember where you were placed? I think I was last. Ah, <laughs> oh, <laughs> but you had fun though, didn't you? Oh yeah, it was brilliant. I kind of got the bug. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Always starts. It, it's always like you dip your toe in. You're like, oh, I'll have a go at that. What's yeah. the worst that can happen? And then next minute, you're like, oh, what we got next year to look forward to? Or what's yeah. going on next month? What's you it? know, there's always something to look forward to. There's always something yeah. in the diary. Um, I always think you've got to have a go. I'm a bit of a got to have a goer. There's lots yeah. of things I've just had a go at. Mm. Now, obviously... I've known you well. The company we work for, Race Logic. Race Logic. Yeah, Race Logic. I've worked there for five years, and you, on the other hand, <laughs> you've been there a while, haven't you? I have been there quite a while. Yes. Shall I tell you how long? Go on. Do you know it's been a fabulous twenty years? Start. It started off in the production department. Just building and then just work my way up. And now I'm, yeah, production supervisor. Wow. What an achievement <laughs> within 20 years. Yeah. So fundamentally, we're very much heavy involved in motorsport and automotive. And obviously, we've got other products out there as well. But obviously, this is more focused on women in the industry and what sort of jobs they do so you work in production so let's just talk about the things you do in production um so either tell us about the products or tell us like a typical day as robin so typical day then for me would be well making sure there's I have scheduled work for the team members. We've got a great team at Race Logic that are all there building, and to enable them to be able to build the products as well by, you know, passing on my knowledge of of soldering and the assembly skills that I've gained over the years, and um and just part yeah passing on my knowledge and making sure the quality is good, and just sort of oh yeah just overseeing day to day that we're getting everything we need to get done so we can keep fulfilling the customer orders. Because obviously for us, it's been, we've been hit hard, especially with components, um, and especially trying to get old or or even new products out has is, is been very tricky for us. Yeah, certainly the current climate has affected us with component shortages and things, but we're so flexible in what we do that we've, we manage, we really manage it really, really well. Mm. And that's testament to the team that we've got around us as well. 
because how how many are you in production because there are just how many 10 of us 10 10 yeah and everything's all built in-house we don't we don't send it anywhere else it's all built pretty much yeah the end products are built and tested um pcbs are assembled for us by a supplier but it, it's all built in-house it's all designed in-house so it, it you know they are all of our products and fully tested by us fully tested yeah and that for us i i generally think is something to be proud of and i don't know about you but i generally feel that i don't shout about it enough <laughs> or give it enough recognition um that it should do i don't know if you feel the same yeah i mean i'm immensely proud i'm proud to work at Ray's logic and i'm uh, yeah immensely proud of the products we we build the quality of them the, the team i work with as well i'm really proud of them for you know for everything they've managed to achieve yeah i'm thinking we need to talk about what happened this year or should i say 2022 2022 what what a year um me and you it has been rather fabulous it it's been fabulous it's it's i think it's been a like all all the emotions has been heartache for both me and you but we've what we've done, I I personally feel like we've achieved something more than what we thought. Um, yeah, definitely. I'm gonna I'm gonna hand this one over to you <laughs> to explain what I'm talking about. Let's talk <laughs> about what Julian done for us as star. So this year, then, five of the RaceLogic employees had the amazing opportunity to actually become real racing drivers. So we took part in the Enduro KA series this year, which was, oh, I don't know, the adrenaline. It was amazing. It was the best opportunity I've ever, ever been given. I'm so Oh, I don't know. Thankful, grateful. I don't. You know, it's been amazing to be given that opportunity. And I, I also think it's really nice that we've managed to document the journey <laughs> from the start until the very end. Um, I don't know about you, but um, I'm an award-winning supporter. Just gonna absolutely put that out there. Um, I think we should just go through each round because I think yeah. each round has been like a different experience and um, I think it would be really nice for our audience to hear more about the Enjoy AKA because it is oh, a fantastic championship especially <laughs> if you're on a low budget and you want to have a go at an endurance race yeah and it's the best type of thing for track time. Mm. Just just to help you improve. But obviously we're lucky because we're using our products. Yeah. And what is the key to our products? 
what is the quickest way to go faster around a track? <laughs> we got to look at the data. It's all in the data. All in the data. So um, let's go back to the beginning and talk about first time you got in the car. So oh, this now, is this the first time? Yeah, what are we doing? Should we talk testing? about your race license? Yes, because that came first, didn't it? Yes, it did. So we all had to go off to Mallory Park to take our ARDS test. And to say I was a little bit nervous, well, yeah. I haven't done a written exam since I was at school, and that was quite a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, it turned out to be multiple choice, which made it a little bit easier. But we did that, but we also had to do practical, like go out and drive a racing car. And I had the pleasure of having Sarah Moore sat next to me, which I didn't expect, um, telling me how to drive this Clio around the track. And I'm thinking, oh, my gosh. And it was amazing. Surprised myself. So we flying around. Yeah, because, like, Mallory, it might, it's based on an old race course, but it's quite technical. It is. It's quite sort of small and narrow, but, yeah, quite technical. Mm. Um, I don't want to give too much away in how I know this, but um, I'll, I'll let you carry on. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, all five of us did our, did our ARDS test, and thankfully we all passed. And then the next was the waiting, waiting for the licence to arrive. That took a few weeks. So that was exciting when that arrived in the post. And then that was it. We were sort of thrown in. We've got a, got a car with our number on it, 192, ready to start. You know, that's it. We're racing drivers. You're going to go racing now. And then we had um, NJM. Yep. Massive. Looking after our car. Yeah, they they are an amazing set of people looking after the car, all of the mechanics, you know, moral support as well as making sure the car's running, you know, making sure everything's there for us. It was it was very sort of, which I'm not very used to, a bit arrive and drive really, because I'm a bit of a get in and help sort of thing person, especially with the autographs. You know, you're ch you're changing wheels and stuff and banging things to get the dents out and stuff. But um, this was, yeah, we were very, very well looked after by a really professional team. And obviously you had to go in the car at Brands Hatch. Yeah, that was it. And a cold, cold, I can't remember, was it a February morning? It was cold anyway. I think anyway. it might have been, I'm looking, thinking back, I think it might have been February or March. Yeah. Seems a long time ago. So after we did our track day test to get the feel of the car, which is completely weird, <laughs> we were then off to Donington Park was our first meeting, five hours. That was a big grid, wasn't it? That was a big grid. What was it, like 40-something cars? Yeah. I think it was I think it was bigger than the last round brands hatch or yeah. similar. So we had to, yeah, so this was all completely alien to us. It was our first meeting. We didn't have a clue what was going on. 
we just had to figure out our driving order and how long we were each going to drive for. Well, it's five of us, so it's going to be just under an hour each, accounting for pit stops and things. And we had to qualify as well. You had to do three three timed laps to be for each of you to to qualify. And yeah, we did it. It was weird. I've never been so nervous in my life. <laughs> Am I? Who was it? You that was first to go out? Yeah. Yeah. I qualified, yeah. Went out first in qualifying. Which was that. Uh, I just got out of the car and went, oh, so that just happened. And then, of course, I had a camera poked in my face because <laughs> we had to document everything. So that was even a, a bit of a new challenge. But that was fine because uh, pretty much they got raw emotion because it was adrenaline-filled, what's just happened. But it was good because it was, it, was, it was real. Yeah. Um Robin mentioned pit stops. Oh, <laughs> yes. Yes. So me being me, so if you've listened to the podcast or you follow my socials, you know I am one of these characters that will just get involved and do what I need to do to make sure everyone gets through the day. And I think my role just progressed and um, just got bigger throughout. But I done, so there was five, there was five cars from memory in the garage at Donington. That was it. And I done all five of those car pit stops to make sure no one got any driver penalties because that plays a massive part Um in an endurance race because you have to do pit stops and they can be quite nerve-wracking can't they <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah yes. Um, especially when it's your, your first race and you're coming in the pits you, you've got to look for the garage and then for me it was crucial to make sure I could see the cars um because they've changed the format of it from what I can remember, they used a tag. And then this year, they decided to do it manually, electronically. And it's an absolute pain when the internet goes down. So I had my trusty pen and paper, which the, the guys on the team um, let me use. And what's even more funny, so the... What do I call Nick? He's the balls. Um, he's like, <laughs> the balls. He's the balls. He's like the the team manager. So he runs everything. Let's just say it got to the point where if he tried to do the pit stop stuff, I'd actually push him aside and say, "You've got other important things to do. Leave this to me." And I still remember it. <laughs> <laughs> um. Because I just under- I understood how important it was and I just wanted you guys to just get that first race out of the way with. Um and I still remember I still remember the finish. I know it was five hours. Um I just remember everyone gathering around the car. What what position um did you come in for Donny? Oh, I should have looked at this. I looked it up, shouldn't I? Was it? It was a fairly good position. I mean, if you I don't think know, so. it's fine. Um, 
Are you trying to think? <laughs> trying to think. Because it's... It, oh, yeah. We did really well. I know, we did. Considering, well. yeah. you know, some cars don't finish. Mm. I remember there was a car with three wheels. Yeah, there was. There was. 25th. I, 25th. Now, mm -hmm. out that, of 45. Out of 45. Yeah. How cool is that? That's an achievement for your very first race. And we, it wasn't without incident. No. I seem to remember we had, did we have a fuel cap issue? So the car had to come back in to replace the fuel cap. I think so, yeah. Um, and um, one of our chaps had a, a little trip to the fence. But all was fine. <laughs> I think, to be fair, all five cars came back. Yeah. Which, for some teams, is an achievement. Because mm. mm. then... After that round, it was Cadwell. Now, me and you both weren't present for that round. We missed that one. Ooh. We missed that one. But saying that, I'll be honest, I don't know about you, but I was still messaging people. I was. On the day. Yeah. Yeah, I needed to know what was happening. It was, it was tense even from not being there. Mm. Um, you kind of get in that mindset where you just either try and find the live stream stream or you just go on tsl or if you know a member of staff that's actually there you just message them still providing that support um now for me i weren't going through a great time at um at that stage um and i still was present in supporting the team and yeah. it's nice to hear that you were in the same boat because there was one particular member that had a really rough time at Capwell Park. Bless him. I know who you're yeah. talking about. And to be honest, he's he's done phenomenal through the championship. Yeah. Brilliant. Now, this this is a big one. The next round. Oh, yes. I'll 24 hours. 24 hours. So this was my first 24-hour race. This was everyone's kind of first experience and the first time the championship's ever done a 24-hour race. Yeah. So we went to Anglesey. What a beautiful track. Absolutely amazing. Um, they said to you, don't get distracted by the view when you're racing. So, well, what are you talking about? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Whoops, you do. Yeah, um, especially when you're going down the corkscrew. Yeah, my favourite corner. Yes. Um, we'll talk about the corners and the whole experience because I think this is where, for a 24-hour race, this is where you have to potentially dig deep, work together. And and for me, it was just the, the moral support. And I think I really channeled in and done my done my thing um you absolutely did yeah so everyone loves my rocky roads <laughs> uh, they're famous they are famous up and down they, the pit lane now they are famous <laughs> in the pit lane for many reasons mainly to get the drivers out of trouble <laughs> <laughs> put that out there um a little bit of sugar um and we had lots of music. We were dancing. And 
I think we just all pulled together, including, we really did. including like the members of the team. So we had um, Ollie. How fantastic is Ollie? Ollie is great. He's our guy on the radio, you know, and he's just there in your ear. Seems to know when to say the right thing. Yeah. You know, he's always there for encouragement, as well as all the technical stuff, you know, check your fuel level, you know, how's the car feeling, blah, 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 all that, which is great. But there's, yeah, he's always there just for support, which is, you know, when you're driving in the middle of the night between 12 and 2 in the morning, <laughs> in the dark, thinking, oh, my gosh, but also enjoying it at the same time, you know, just having someone there on the radio is great. Now, just remind me, how long was your your stints for They were that? just under two hours. I did We're just just under under... two hours, between No. 12 and 2. Now, Ollie kept calling you the Night Queen um, Oh, from memory, Queen of the Night. Queen of the Night. Now, why is that? Because we um, <laughs> we helped you out a little bit, didn't we? well, yes, yes, you know, um, I might have needed a little extra energy. Is that what you're referring to? Yeah. <laughs> Somebody very kindly wrapped up a little packet of Haribo sweets, I think they were, so I could hold them in my lap and have a little little bit of sugar boost on the way round. Um, yeah, I'd say <laughs> that was very much needed in the stints. Um, Very much needed. And you, you have to congratulate yourself as well on the cups of tea that arrived as well once you got out yeah. of the car. <laughs> So when I said earlier, my role stepped up a little bit, I kind of got to know the team a little bit better. So, for example, with Robin, I knew how she liked a hot drink and I knew you always needed a snack. Probably about 10 minutes just after you've just come out of the car and you've had your moment. We've done our breath work and you've just got back in your mindset. You always have to have your tea first, though. I remember this. You have your tea first Oh, and yes. you have a couple of sips. You do your chat on camera and then you have your snack. Yeah. <laughs> um, and also another thing that I didn't just do for Robin because this is how close our friendship got because obviously we talked a lot about your dad obviously Yeah. <laughs> no longer with us there was a little thing he used to do for you and then I Yes, took he that did. on board and then I done it with everyone else and I am expecting this for next year <laughs> as well <laughs> um so I used to do two helmet taps Double now tap explain on the helmet. why It's just a... It, my dad used to do it to me all the time before I'd go out in a race. He, he'd say, you've got it, kid. Double tap on the helmet, you know. And that was it. I was in the I was in the mindset then. I knew, right, my dad's got me. We're going for this. So yeah, having having Deborah taking that on was a just lovely, lovely and then and I made special. sure yeah I made it a bit more special for you because I know I know how much your dad meant to you and still means a lot to you Yeah. um and then I just done it for the rest of the team and I think it just became our thing Yeah. because even I said to like other people I I remember occasions where I saw someone about to get in the car and I was like I haven't given the two taps And I'm either, can someone else just give the two chats or I'll literally run 
and just do two taps because it I, it just became a thing <laughs> <laughs> um, it's one of those things it's a thing like um i always have to wear a lucky pair of socks i've had them for years they're threadbare but i have, i wear them <laughs> when i race um and then lucky for us as well with our products we can do live streaming so obviously having that for a 24-hour race was phenomenal because not only did it help you as individuals in terms of working out the driver changes yeah you could also see how the car was performing and also it helps ollie in terms of communicating with each one of you guys yeah it's 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 so useful to have that on hand instantly instant information that really 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 helped us out hmm um what from memory what would you say was your favorite part about anglesey oh my god i know this what is going to be a really tricky question because there was so so many there were so many good parts but probably <clears throat> the best bit for me was actually doing my stint in the middle of the night between 12 and 2 in the morning and it was i don't know racing in the dark it was just absolutely brilliant because I think you just get this this ultimate focus because you can't see so much around you. And it, it was great. And just, yeah, going round down the blooming corkscrew. Just, oh, just describe that. that I, I, I don't really want to call it a, a corner because it's just like, it's like a decline as well. It is. You're sort of, you, you're going downhill. And you're going downhill and you have to turn left quite quickly and then it's immediately right again. And I, um, the way I tackled it, which I have no idea whether it was the right way to do it, but I'd actually chuck the car in there quite aggressively, get it a little bit sideways and round and go. It's all a bit, it was a bit autograph brain going because that's lots of sideways. And I, I don't know, maybe because I did it in a similar style, I enjoyed it, but it was, it was just brilliant. But yeah, you're going down, downhill, left, immediately right. Oh, and yeah, it's great. And we finished tenth, top ten, top ten, best for a twenty-four hour race. And we came yeah. tenth. I mean, it would have been an achievement in itself just to have finished wherever. Mm. But the fact that we were tenth was, yeah, we were really pleased. <laughs> yeah. I I think everyone was just great that the car come back in one piece. Yeah. And and it was like the same for the for the other cars that were driving because again, I I didn't go to sleep, did I? I no. pretty much stayed awake for the whole twenty four hour race because I think I knew my role and the part I played, yeah. <laughs> and for me. Knowing when particular drivers are going out and knowing they like particular things doing, I suppose in a way this is where my stubbornness comes from a little bit, I guess. <laughs> I wanted to make sure I gave you what you needed. Yeah. Because when you're in that mindset, you don't think about it. And no, I think well, that's... You... 
as you're a driver and you're you know you need to be concentrating on that mm. so having someone there back backing you up making sure you have a drink making sure you eat properly and all that business it is just yeah it's brilliant it's part of the team I generally, it is a very important role as well. So when you yeah. see like the the higher level motorsport, you kind of understand why that those little things come so detrimental um, mm. to doing them. Um, and you you know like now, I and this is from a good friend um, who actually asked this question. I always say what do you need <laughs> and you know what you guys would always say and it's like okay that's cool right you need this you need that that you know that's absolutely fine um and I generally think that brought us together a bit more because we started to make it a bit more fun yeah for sure and I kind of um brought the the garage party um to Anglesey now if you know me quite well you'll understand that I'm a pit bitch is the technical term with um, <laughs> a phenomenal group of people and that I brought to Anglesey um, and for me personally that means a lot to me because of the whereabouts and the memories of that came from and I just wanted to bring that to Anglesey and I think from then we just carried it on I mean we just carried it on definitely we carried it on and then um next round Snetterton yeah that was that was intense that was really intense yeah and I'm and I think we all seem to find our own sense of humour as well. Um, <laughs> um, so most people know, especially people who um, I work with, that I'm a bit of a quirky character. And um, <laughs> the guys made a special sticker for me uh, in the car following a funny moment from Anglesey. So I have um, got dietary requirements and it's really <laughs> tricky to find food. So Anglesey, it was Anglesey, wasn't it, with the whole sausage? Yep. Yeah. So basically... Part, part of it is the barbecue. The barbecue <laughs> and the beers. So the nice thing about NJM, so you've got Nick... Jamie, Ollie, Dave, I remember Craig. There's so many of them. Um, I just can't think of names. There's Joe. There's loads more, but I just can't think of all their names. I remember faces. <laughs> but <clears throat> what they do at an end of the race or during a race, they become feeders. Uh, and they'll do the barbecue. So I just had six sausages and I demolished a lot of them and then when we get to Snetterton obviously you're there testing the day before yeah that's it yeah 
and then everyone seems to be sniggering and giggling. So obviously you go out and do your qualifying. I remember this. I remember walking to the park firmly. Was it you that was in the car? Will was in the car. Will was in the car. So <laughs> I know I'm digressing, but it's just a funny story. <laughs> um, I remember going to Park Fermi, and I remember Ollie saying, "All right, guys, this is Debs, by the way." And I'm like, "All right, what what's going on here?" So anyway, if you look at our socials and look at the back of the car, you'll see a sticker on there. And what's the sticker say, Robin? It says, hashtag, Debs loves sausage. <laughs> so that's uh, been with us since since Snetterton. Yeah. So, yeah, it's been with us since Snetterton. Um, and it just seems to have followed suit. And I think that's <laughs> where the team's sense of humour has come in. Because Snetterton was a bit... That... Was it the first hour or was it first 20 minutes? I'm, I'm trying to, like, recap what happened. So I was out in the first stint. Yeah. And it got, it was just, it was, it was really intense racing. And we had mm. a mass, one of the cars rolled, massive roll. He was yeah. absolutely fine, which was no problem. But it took a while to sort of clear the track. So everybody was sort of bunched up. But then we got going again. It was absolutely fine. But, um, and, I mean, and, and my stint was fine. I got out of the car, no problem, uh, on to the next person. But it was just the whole, there was lots of um, driver penalties going on and just a lot happening. So you couldn't really tell what was going to happen near the end of the race. It got really intense. And we started to actually progress and make up lots of spaces. Mm. And, you know, thinking, oh, we've, 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 we've come 10th at Anglesey. You know, that's amazing. That's the best we'll ever do. But actually, Snetterton, we ended up coming sixth. Could mm. not believe what we'd achieved. It was right down to the wire, last lap. Yeah. And I mean, that's all how intense it was. Yeah, was really always, intense. There was something going on or... Um, I, I still remember... Um, see, I call it the in-betweeners car. The yellow car. It was the yellow car because it was the in between his car at Snetterton, wasn't it? Before it yeah, changed. Yeah, I still else. remember <clears throat> that car just like coming in, and you know, there's quite a few images of how on it those guys were in getting that car sorted and back out. Yeah, because they came back in with quite a lot of damage. Yeah, but they they just all the mechanics were straight on it. They knew exactly what each other were doing. They didn't get in each other's way. Before you knew it, it was fixed and it was back out racing. And from memory, if I wrote it down correctly, because obviously this is an interesting thing as well. Once you get used to doing endurance racing and pit stops, you can kind of engage how long it's going to take for a refuel. You can engage how long it's going to take to change tyres. But what you don't know is how long it's going to take to change a part or use the special black tape and cable ties to get a car back out. Think it was just over ten minutes. I think from memory, it was about that. It was very impressive. It was so impressive. Um, the guys are just so on it, and they just got that car back out, and it finished. 
So yeah. Um and then we went from there to one of my favourite tracks. Alton Park. Alton Park. Now, before we talk about Alton Park, the one thing that we used to do, which you didn't do at Alton Park, but I did, um, track walks. Yeah, oh, yes, you did a track walk later on. We did one earlier on the day. Yeah. So the majority of the rounds um, would do track walks. And if you ever get the opportunity, I fully recommend you actually do a track walk because how informative is a track walk? Oh, extremely. You see things from a different perspective. Makes you realise the track's probably wider than you thought it was and all sorts of things. Or, especially for Setson, how horrid those sausage curves were. Yeah. Yeah, you can see how big they actually are and you're like, I do not want to drive over that. Nope. You will rip the bottom of your car off. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you've just reminded us that we we done at Snetterton. So most rounds, the championship does like a little quirky thing. And what we all dressed up, didn't we, and went for a run? Oh, yes. Up the start, finish straight. Oh. Dressed as various pigs and unicorns, wasn't it? Yeah. I remember that. <laughs> Luckily, we didn't have anything like that at Alton Park. But I think for you, Alton Park is probably going to be in the memory bank for a while. I should think so, yes. Yeah. Um, let's just talk about the whole day from start to finish. Because you had the camera quite a lot as well. I did have the camera, yes. I was um, tasked with taking footage for our uh, promotional videos. So we did a little bit of that. And I was also last driver. I was going to be doing the last stint. So I had the whole day build up waiting for my stint. So I was in and out of the pits and interviewing drivers and things like that, making sure everybody was all right. And then that round got quite intense, didn't it? Um, from memory in terms of what was happening on track. Um I'm going to leave this one up to you if you want to talk about what happened during your stint. Yes, this was, uh, yeah, an emotional roller coaster. So I can't remember exactly, maybe we were 20 minutes left of the race about. And I was, you know, last driver in. So we'd achieved all this. We'd managed to keep the car in one piece. But had a, there were a few little little bumps and bashes, but nothing major. So um, I'm driving along minding my own business, you know, trying to go as fast as I can and all of a sudden out of nowhere the car spits me sideways across the track onto the grass and I thought hang on this is the wrong discipline <laughs> grappled with it back onto the track and I got a bit of grip and it shot me off the other side and I went sideways into the barrier my immediate re reaction was to swear <laughs> might, have, might have a few swear words uh, probably video evidence of that and then I was like, well, just get the car going, get the car going. I had no idea what the damage was. It sounded awful. And my immediate thought was, I've wrecked it. I've wrecked the car. What am I going to do? And I was absolutely gutted because I had thought, I honestly thought I'd ruined the whole weekend for everybody because I've broken the car. So I was on the radio to Ollie. I don't, you know, I don't know what's happened. He's going, it's all right, it's all right. And I said, right, I'm going to get it back to the pits. Thinking, still thinking, 
it's an absolute wreck because the noise it was making was awful. Got back to the pits, fully expecting to get out of the car, and all I got from Craig was a thumbs up. You all right? And I'm like, yeah. Probably crying at this point. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. All right, then. Two minutes later, the car had been jacked up, new, new wheel on, off I go, finish the race. It was just a flat tyre. I couldn't believe it. So there I was like, oh, my God, I've got to get myself together and finish the race. Managed to finish it. And it was just, just amazing. Couldn't believe it. Subsequently, they did send me to the medical centre afterwards because I made contact with the barrier. They said, you've got to go to the medical centre. So I'm a I'm a proud owner of my yellow bit of paper saying I've been signed off so I could carry on racing. But that was a good experience. <laughs> I won't forget that. No, um, and like from like my part, I think I was quite protective of you at that point yes, as well. Yes. Um, like I said, I've got to know each individual driver. Um, and obviously, for some people, they would find that moment a bit embarrassing, or um, you know, you always put quite a lot of negativity on yourself, and I think I just mm. like scooped you up took you to the medical center and just let you have your time yeah and that's all <laughs> i needed because i was like oh, what on earth's happened but we finished so i was i was you know i was all right the car was the car was fine so it was yeah we finished i was so pleased <laughs> shocked pleased <laughs> um what what position did we finish for Olsen? Oh, I want to say 21st. I know it was in the 20s, I think. Yeah. Because I think we lost a few positions, but... Yeah, to be honest, um, it wasn't that bad. Really. It was brilliant. It was brilliant. It wasn't bad. It was still brilliant. That's a good way of putting it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. How long did we have to wait for the next round? Because that felt like forever. Oh, it felt like it was about two months, I think. Yeah. Um, painful. Painful <laughs> two months. Um, so the ultimate, the final round, Brands Hatch, that was in November. It was in November and it yeah. rained. Did yeah. it ever rain? I think there was a waterfall, water feature outside the camper in the morning, wasn't there? Yes. What a day. It's <laughs> what a day. Say. Um, <laughs> and it was also your birthday weekend as well. It was my birthday weekend. Yes. And it was lovely. Yeah. Birthday cake. Yeah. Baked by you. <laughs> <laughs> um, who else would have done it? Um, <laughs> um, there is that <laughs> yeah I am actually still trying to think how many cakes and rocky roads I actually made throughout that championship and I just can't add it up because there was loads oh, no, you... there was loads we, we were well way. catered for put it this way no one ever went home not been fed or not being hungry it was perfect. And then we, we had a little party for you, for your little birthday. We did. Um, we had a par party in the garage. Yeah. And we all know that I shouldn't go on barbecues. <laughs> 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 um, 
Um, and then we had, so we didn't mention this at the time, but we had a new team join us. It was touring, touring, is it touring car KA or touring KA? Touring car, yeah, touring yeah. KA. Yeah, touring car. Um, they were with us. And I, again, that whole family atmosphere was there. And then we had Octane Junkies return as well. They've played a huge, huge part in helping us. Because what you'll find in this championship, just because we work for a company that builds motorsport products, we always still get help from other teams. And on a obviously my role is technical support. You'll find out more in the next episode because Ellie has the um, opportunity to interview me. So you'll probably find out a bit more about me in the next episode. It's always nice to go see a customer and help them out. Um, and obviously my manager was there as well. <laughs> so obviously I kind of felt obliged I needed to help. But if you know me and you know reputation, I have in the paddock not just the sausage <laughs> um <laughs> you know I will go out my way and go help other people um and that's what our team done as well so it wasn't just us as individuals NJM were in the other paddocks helping other people yeah and again that's another thing that makes our experience this experience quite memorable um how long was the brand hatch race for because it did go into the night as well didn't it, it went into the night yeah so it was about eight and a half hours and that was the most <coughs> intense racing i've ever ever done because we had a grid of 46 yeah no uh, did we it was something, a big grid it was something like grid. that and because Brands Hatch is, we were on the Brands Hatch Indie circuit, it's so short that it was just cars everywhere all the time, flying past you, you know. Bleh. It had rained overnight, as I said. Um, it and hadn't stopped raining. It hadn't stopped. Jeez. <laughs> so, um, and then I was out in the car first stint. We wanted to go with our same driver order as we had at Snetterton because that had worked really well for us. And that's where we'd got our best result. So we thought we'd uh, go with the same approach. And it was it was really quite wet. I was, I, I'll be honest, I was really nervous about racing in the wet because I hadn't done it much before. We'd, we'd been lucky and we hadn't had much wet weather. But I, I managed to keep it on the track. There were cars flying off all over the place. I, mainly, to avoid... I was going to say mainly clearways. Paddock Hill Bend. Yeah. <laughs> Everywhere, really. Yeah. But it was, yeah, it was really, really quite intense drive. I mean, if, if you ever talk to the other drivers, they, they all use that same word, intense. So um, when I did, when I got out of the car eventually, it was, I think I needed a few minutes, didn't I? Yes, she did, yeah. Because it was, yeah, very, quite mad. But I was after it all sunk in, I was really, really pleased that I'd gone out. Because I did have the option of changing and not going out in the wet because it did dry up. 
later on but I thought no I'm, I've got to give it a go see what it's like you're not going to learn every, anything if you don't try try these things so yeah that was pretty pretty amazing experience and then of course after realizing I was out of the car that was it me done for the season so that was a strange feeling <laughs> but you're not technically done that's the thing <laughs> well no because you still got to support everybody else while they we've still yeah. got to finish yeah still got to finish um and then again I think my role just um went up a notch again because um there was a lot of personal things going on and key members of the team weren't there and I think me and you just got involved with the team we yeah. knew what certain bits needed doing we had the so I remember doing the driver board so if you go in the garage um individual teams will have boards of like different driver changes I, I remember doing that I remember sorting the SD cards out because you have to download data so basically if there's an incident on track and the clerk of the course or a steward calls you in you've got to take it for review so I remember doing that and then I remember me and you looking after the newer members on the other team and yeah it was just so full-on and then octane junkies were just out the front <laughs> and then tragically it is it is it is really sad because they were literally leading they were yeah and it was yeah it was a shame they had technical difficulties didn't they and they did actually retire the car yeah which is really sad yeah um from from like the whole experience, what's the one thing that really sticks out for you? Oh my gosh, does it have to be one thing? Um uh, okay. Top three. Top three. Yeah, uh, well, yeah, the actual getting to race on real race circuits is it was just amazing. Having that whole team spirit within the garage was just great, you know. And, and everybody's friendships evolved over the year, over the over the course of the year, which was lovely. And also, you know, actually racing actual racing with an amazing group of people who I all work with, and I've got to know them so much better over this past year. And I, I just think that's it's great for me personally and probably as being part of race logic as well it's been yeah just a, the best best year ever oh, i think you've pretty much summed it up well and i think for me the whole experience for me um has been heartwarming emotional and rewarding would be the three words and I was so sad when it finished I was too it's kind of like race day blues um I mean I suffer from track day blues but this was like a whole never level of emotion um 
Now, before I go into the next question, Senka, I want to ask you, um, in terms of your autographs car and our precious, because it is precious, KA, what quirks would you say they've both got? Quirks? Oh, I think they've got personalities. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, I don't know, because my little autographs car is with all its, you know, there's no glass in it or anything, no windows. It's all wild and <laughs> crazy. <laughs> and then the KA is just a bit more, a little bit more gentle, but perhaps not so much gentle when you're behind the wheel and you've got your foot on the accelerator. <laughs> it looks after you. <laughs> yeah, it does. It really does. Um, we brought it home. If you go onto the VBOX Motorsport YouTube channel, here's a little plug, um, you will see what happened to the front. But also, I generally feel this, that the car was being protected um, during that round as well. For a particular reason. And I think... We should talk about that. Um, the future. The future of what's happening. So, as most people know, I am a petrol head. I have been since I was born. Now, I generally did put my name forward to be behind the wheel Um this season which is now finished but I decided to pursue something else which was two wheel based now circumstances out of my control I passed my CBT and then two days after that I um I lost a close friend and um, most people know who she is, Steph and obviously I I um, put that on hold to deal with it um, so this is kind of why I stepped up and and um, Still carried on with supporting everyone and I'm honoured to actually announce that I done exactly what Robin done in November this year and I passed my arts test got 100% on both the written and the driving and 2023 I'm going to be racing in Steph's honour on the back of the car are um, two stickers from her helmet which was custom designed the two little dinosaurs and the first round 
um, is going to be at Silverstone on the weekend of the 15th and 16th of April. And if you're fully aware, um, that's when Steph's accident took place. So <laughs> I'm going to take the whole championship next year and I'll be racing in Steph's memory. Um, I will be raising money for charity and um, I'm doing it not just for her, but for me as well. Because, yeah. <laughs> That's wonderful. And, um, I'm going to take this moment like to say it has been a challenging year for me and I owe it to my colleagues, uh, everyone at NJM, for scraping me off the floor and keeping me going because everyone knows how much I love motorsport and how much I love being in the paddock. Um, and also, there is one person I want to give a massive shout out to, if she listens to this or not, um, is Beth. Beth was a very close friend of Steph, and that woman is phenomenal, and um, she's fully aware. Well, she she now is when she listens to this. That yeah, I will be racing in memory of Steph next year, and I can't wait. <laughs> Go team! <laughs> and the nice thing is, Robin's going to be there. I am. Me and Jeff. Jeff the camper van. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff. Yes, Jeff. <laughs> yeah, I I will um go from racing driver to support crew with absolute pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, you've got some big boots to fill. <laughs> I think if anyone... um. It's going to be tricky for me, um, not just on the emotional aspect, but um, in terms of duties, I am going to have to hand it over to someone. Someone who's going to have to buy me off the laptop. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, I am pleased to announce that I will be racing in the Enduro KA in 2023. <laughs> <laughs> He's a racing driver. That's uh, wonderful. Yes. I think it was the right thing to do. Um, obviously, I did put my name down this year. And, yeah, I I feel this is the perfect time for me to step up and get comfortable in being uncomfortable and giving something back to a very loved person um, and celebrate her. Because that's the best thing to do. Um, <laughs> I'm kind of wanna move on now. There has been a roller coaster of the year. Um, and you guys have been so supportive, and I think this is why it's so important when things like this happen that people just pull together get through the bad times because there has been bad times um but there's also been good times and we we appreciate and we celebrate and be grateful for those moments um because generally you will never get them again <laughs> <laughs> so bring on 2023 then so bring on 2023 can't believe i'm saying that 
I'm going to be a racing driver next year. <laughs> um, as we've talked about things, we've spoken how um, the community and teamwork and team spirit, what has racing brought to you in life, especially when it's not going well? Oh, it's just been uh, a different focus. It, it's it's just great to have things to look forward to. And it's always a shame when it's finished because you, like, oh, you miss it straight away, but then you're like, oh, it's all right. I'm going to go racing again because I, I haven't finished racing. I'm going to go back to my autographs next year. I might might get a guest round in the KA. You will be there. I know yeah. you will be. <laughs> and, yeah, I'm going to attend all the meetings anyway. You won't can't get rid of me. It It's brought <laughs> me just so much, yeah, just so much joy you know an enjoyment and do you feel like you've achieved what you've wanted to achieve um oh like... and and a ton more more yeah 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 a ton more now if our audience want to find out a little bit more about you i think it's best to link them to um the vbox social media channels um and then autograph stuff is there any social media channels for that or they yeah they have link? facebook pages national autograph sports association and all of the clubs have facebook pages as well they're quite easy to find um yeah perfect absolutely perfect and i will say have a look at our the race logic instagram page as well um, there's lots of pictures on there for the Enduro IKA. There's loads of pictures about our products. There's also loads of pictures um, and videos of tutorials and stuff. And it's just those important things that for us are part of our memory banks now. Um, but the nice thing is, I suppose I have an advantage compared to the other, other two colleagues because I've spent quite a lot of time with everyone now. For me, I know what to expect, but also what to unsuspect, as in expect the unexpected. So for yeah, me, that's, definitely. That's, that's going to be good. But I suppose I've got an advantage that I know everyone already. Yeah. Yeah. Now, it's a shame that Ellie's not here. She's missed my announcement. Well, that's a her problem. <laughs> <laughs> but... This is her favourite bit and this is my favourite bit. So before we go, you'll know from season one, as part of a bit of fun, we ask our guests for their favourite song to listen to while driving or what represents them as an individual or their passion. And then we're basically putting together another Spotify playlist. So, Robin, over to you. Now, Ellie's quite harsh. You'll only go for your first answer. Oh my god! Cool. You know I'm going to be a bit lenient because I'm a little bit nicer. Um, if you could pick a song, what would it be and why? Oh my god, my taste in music is really peculiar. <laughs> <laughs> People think my um, music taste is questionable, so I'm sure it's not as bad as mine. <laughs> so uh, uh, you might not know this, but I'm a massive Doors fan. Oh, 
okay. So Jim Morrison and the Doors. Yeah. And if I was, if I would li- to listen to a song like at full blast, it would get me be break on through to the other side. So which Doors song? It would be yeah. It's called Break On Through. Break on through. Right. Hold on. <laughs> I yeah have weird musical taste. Um, just because it says break on it, I'm interested in um, <laughs> It's got uh, nothing to do with breaks. No, I'm just like, oh, what's this? Um, <laughs> so I'm actually popping this on the playlist as we speak. It's nice to have something different on there as well. It's just really good, really loud. Oh, we like good and loud. Yeah. Um, there you go. Break on free. I am right. There we go. So that is now officially <laughs> on the driver playlist, along with some other fantastic tunes. We've got quite a collection now. I like the fact that you um, picked that one out quite quick. So <laughs> Ellie would be very, very impressed with that. <laughs> and I am going to go listen to it after this. So, very happy with that. And this is the bit I absolutely hate, is the goodbye bit, because I know me and you could just talk and talk for ages. Just, we could chat forever. We could talk forever just about life in general. Um <laughs> But the nice thing is, I know that our friendship has blossomed, um, and we've. Uh, and for me, I think I've created a better working relationship now by getting to know everyone. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I think it's 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 been really good, really really good. Yeah. In so many ways. Yeah. So, on that note, I'll leave you to enjoy the rest of your um break. So we're back. 3rd of January and then we're pretty much in preparation to get the season going it's starting all over again it's starting all over again and for me it's mentally physically preparing for the first round which is in like a hundred and seven hundred and six days yeah not not that far away and I've got a lot of shopping to do so, thank you ever so much again for That's coming all right. on. My pleasure. You've been a fabulous guest, along with all our other amazing guests. And I will see you soon. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story. Thank you. Bye. Wow. <laughs> I'm not being biased here, but Robin <laughs> is just, she's still here. She just can't help it. How incredible is Robin? Um, she's extremely talented, especially with what she does at Race Logic, because I couldn't put a component or a motherboard or anything together or use a soldering iron. So, full respect to her. I can't wait to get 2023 going. Also, feel free to send us a message if you have any questions for her about anything we've discussed. As always, show some love for our podcast by leaving us a review, liking and subscribing. 
first. Don't forget to share your favourite episode to get it in many people's ears as possible. Remember, your help helps others. Thanks for listening to the Be Velocity podcast. Stay tuned for next week's episode, which is all about me. So, it's goodbye from me. And not goodbye from Ellie, because she's not here. But anyway, thanks for listening and see you soon. Engineered. Driven. Created.